Act Two of The Physician in Spite of Himself by Moliere, translated by Henri Van Laun, eighteen twenty to eighteen ninety six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two. The scene represents a room in Geron's house. Scene One. Geronte, Valère, Lucas, Jacqueline. Yes, sir. I think you will be satisfied. We have brought the greatest physician in the world with us. Oh, looks! This one beats everything. All the others are not worthy to hold the candle to him. He is a man who has performed some marvellous cures. Who has put dead people on their legs again? he is somewhat whimsical as i have told you and at times there are moments when his senses wander and he does not seem what he really is yes he loves a joke and one would say sometimes that he has got a tie loose somewhere but in reality it is all learning this and very often he says things quite beyond anyone's comprehension when he sits about it he talks as finely as if he were reading a book he has already a great reputation hereabouts and everybody comes to consult him i am very anxious to see him send him to me quickly i am going to fetch him scene two geronte jacqueline lucas upon my word sir this one will do just the same as all the rest i think it will be six of the one and half a dozen of the others and the best medicine to give to your daughter would in my opinion be a handsome strapping husband for whom she could have some love lord bless my soul nurse dear you are meddling with many things hold your tongue mother jacqueline it is not for you to poke your nose there i tell you and a dozen more of you that all these physicians do her no good that your daughter wants something else than rhubarb and senna and that her husband is a plaster which cures all girls complaints would anyone have her in her present state with that affliction on her and when i intended her to marry has she not opposed my wishes <laughs> no wonder you wish to give her a man whom she does not like why did you not give her to monsieur leandre who takes her fancy she would have been very obedient and i vouch for it that he will take her as she is if you but give her to him leandre is not the man we want he has not got a fortune like the other he has got an uncle who is so rich and whose fortune he will inherit all these expectations seem to me but moonshine bragg is a good dog but hold fast is better and we run a great risk in waiting for dead men's shoes death is not always at the beck and call of gentlemen heirs and while the grass grows the cow starves <laughs> that is all well and good but i have always heard that in marriage as in everything else happiness 
excels riches fathers and mothers have this cursed habit of asking always how much has he got and how much has she got and gaffer peter has married his simonette to that loud thomas because he has got a few more vineyards than young robin for whom the girl had a fancy and now the poor creature is as yellow as a guinea and has not looked like herself ever since that is a good example for you sir after all folks have but their pleasure in this world and i would sooner give my daughter to a husband whom she likes than have all the riches in the country bless me nurse how you chatter hold your tongue let me beg of you you take too much upon yourself and you will spoil your milk lucas slapping jeron's shoulder at every word indeed be silent you are too saucy the master does not want your speeches and he knows what he is about all you have got to do is to suckle your baby without arguing so much our master is the girl's father and he is good and clever enough to know what she wants gently gently lucas still slapping jeron's shoulder i wish to show her her place and teach her the respect due to you sir very well but it does not need all this gesticulating scene three valere sganarelle geronte lucas jacqueline look out sir here is our physician coming geronte to sganarelle i am delighted to see you sir at my house and we have very great need of you sganarelle in a physician's gown with a very pointed cap hippocrates says that we should both put our hats on hippocrates says that yes in which chapter if you please in his chapter on hats since hippocrates says so we must obey doctor having heard of the marvellous things to whom are you speaking pray to you i am not a physician you are not a physician indeed i am not really really scannerelle takes a stick and threshes gironde oh 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 now you are a physician i have never taken any other degree gironde to valere what a devil of a fellow you have brought me here did i not tell you that he was a funny sort of a physician yes but i shall send him about his business with his fun do not take any notice of it sir it is only his joking the joking does not suit me sir i beg your pardon for the liberty i have taken i am your humble servant sir i am sorry it is nothing for the cudgelling i there is no harm done which i have had the honour to give you do not say any more about it sir i have a daughter who is suffering from a strange complaint i am delighted sir that your daughter has need of my skill and i wish with all my heart that you stood in the same need of it you and all your family in order to show you my wish to serve you i am obliged to you for these kind feelings i assure you that i am speaking from my very heart you really do me too much honour what is your daughter's name lucinde 
Lucinde, ah, a pretty name to physic. Lucinde. I will just see what she is doing. Who is that tall woman? She is my baby's nurse. Scene four. Sganarelle, Jacqueline, Lucas. Sganarelle aside. Zounds, that is a fine piece of household furniture. Aloud. Ah, nurse, charming nurse, my physic is the very humble slave of your nurseship, and I should like to be the fortunate little nursling to suck the milk of your good graces. He puts his hand on her bosom. All my nostrums, all my skill, all my cleverness is at your service, and... By your leave, Mr. Doctor, leave my wife alone, I pray you. What? Is she your wife? Yes. Oh, indeed, I did not know that, but I am very glad of it for the love of both. He pretends to embrace Lucas, but embraces the nurse. Lucas, pulling Sganarelle away and placing himself between him and his wife. Gently, if you please. I assure you that I am delighted that you should be united together. I congratulate her upon having such a husband as you, and I congratulate you upon having a wife so handsome, so discreet, and so well-shaped as she is. He pretends once more to embrace Lucas, who holds out his arms. He slips under them and embraces the nurse. Lucas, pulling him away again. Do not pay so many compliments, I beg of you. Shall I not rejoice with you about such a lovely harmony? With me, as much as you like. But a truce to compliments with my wife. I have both your happiness equally at heart, and if I embrace you to show my delight in you, I embrace her to show my delight in her. Same by play. Lucas, pulling him away for the third time. Odds bodikins, Mr. Doctor, what vagaries! Scene 5 Geronte, Scanarelle, Lucas, Jacqueline. My daughter will be here directly, sir. I am awaiting her, sir, with all my physic. Where is it? Sganarelle, touching his forehead. In there. That is good. But as I feel much interested in your family, I should like to test the milk of your nurse and examine her breasts. He draws close to Jacqueline. Lucas pulling him away and swinging him around. Nothing of the sort, nothing of the sort. I do not wish it. It is the physician's duty to see the breasts of the nurse. Duty or no duty, I will not have it. Have you the audacity to contradict a physician? Out with you. I do not care a straw about a physician. Sganarelle, looking askance at him. I will give you a fever. Jacqueline taking Lucas by the arm and swinging him around also. Get out of the way. Am I not big enough to take my own part if he does anything to me which he ought not to do? I will not have him touch you. I will not. For shame, you rascal, to be jealous of your wife. Here comes my daughter. Scene 6. Lucinde, Geronte, Sganarelle, Valère, Lucas, Jacqueline. Is this the patient? Yes, I have but one daughter, and I would never get over it if she were to die. Do not let her do anything of the kind. She must not die without a prescription of the physician. A chair here. Sganarelle, seated between Geronte and Lucinde. 
this is not an all an unpleasant patient and i am of opinion that she would not be at all amiss for a man in very good health you have made her laugh sir so much the better it is the best sign in the world when a physician makes the patient laugh to lucinde well what is the matter what ails you what is it you feel lucinde replies by motions by putting her hand to her mouth her head and under her chin ha hi ho ha what do you say lucinde continues the same motions ha hi ho ha ha hi ho what is that ha hi ho sganarel imitating her ha hi ho ha ha i do not understand you what sort of language do you call that that is just where her complaint lies sir she has become dumb without our having been able till now to discover the cause this accident has obliged us to postpone her marriage and why so he whom she is going to marry wishes to wait for her recovery to conclude the marriage and who is this fool that does not want his wife to be dumb would to heaven that mine had that complaint i should take particular care not to have her cured to the point sir we beseech you to use all your skill to cure her of this affliction do not make yourself uneasy but tell me does this pain oppress her much yes sir so much the better is the suffering very acute very acute that is right does she go to uh, you know where yes freely that i know nothing about is the matter healthy i do not understand these things Scanarel, turning to the patient give me your hand to Geronte. the pulse tells me that your daughter is dumb sir that is what is the matter with her ah yes you have found it out at the first touch of course <gasps> see how he has guessed her complaint we great physicians we know matters at once an ignoramus would have been nonplussed and would have told you it is this that or the other but i hit the nail on the head from the very first and i tell you that your daughter is dumb yes but i should like you to tell me whence it arises nothing is easier it arises from a loss of speech very good but the reason of her having lost her speech pray our best authorities will tell you that it is because there is an impediment in the action of her tongue but once more your opinion upon this impediment in the action of her tongue aristotle on this subject says a great many clever things i dare say ah he was a great man no doubt yes a very great man holding out his arm and putting a finger of the other hand in the bend a man who was by this much greater than i but to come back to our argument i am of the opinion that this impediment in the action of her tongue is caused by certain humours which among us learned men we call piquant humours piquant that is to say piquant humours inasmuch as the vapours formed by the exhalations of the influences which rise in the very region of diseases coming as we may say to uh, do you understand latin not in the least 
Scanarelle suddenly rising. You do not understand Latin? No. Scanarelle, assuming various comic attitudes. Cabritius arcithurum catalamus singulariter nominativo haemusa the muse bonus bona bonum deus sanctus est ne oratio latinus etiam yes quare why quia substantivo et adjectivum concordat in generi numerum et casus ah oh, why did i not study <laughs> what a clever man yes it is so beautiful that i do not understand a word of it thus these vapours which i speak of passing from the left side where the liver is to the right side where we find the heart it, it so happens that the lungs which in latin we call armian having communication with the brain which in greek we style nasmus by means of the vena cava which in hebrew is termed cubile meet in their course in said vapours which fill the ventricles of the omoplata and because the said vapours now understand well this argument pray and because these said vapours are endowed with a certain malignity listen well to this i beseech you yes are endowed with a certain malignity which is caused uh, pay attention here if you please i do which is caused by the acridity of these humours engendered in the concavity of the diaphragm it happens that these vapours osabandis nequius nequir potarinum piupsa millus that is exactly the reason that your daughter is dumb well this gentleman explains all this why does not my tongue wag as well as his it is undoubtedly impossible to argue better there is but one thing that i cannot exactly make out that is the whereabouts of the liver and the heart it appears to me that you place them differently from what they are that the heart is on the left side and the liver on the right yes this was so formerly but we have changed all that and we nowadays practice the medical art on an entirely new system i did not know that and i pray you pardon my ignorance there is no harm done and you are not obliged to be so clever as we are certainly not but what think you sir ought to be done for this complaint what do i think ought to be done yes my advice is to put her to bed again and make her as a remedy take plenty of bread soaked in wine why so sir because there is in bread and wine mixed together a sympathetic virtue which produces speech do you not see that they give nothing else to parrots and that by eating it they learn to speak that is true oh the great man quick plenty of bread and wine I shall come back tonight to see how the patient is getting on. Scene 7. Geronte, Scanarelle, Jacqueline. Scanarelle to Jacqueline. Stop a little, you. To Geronte. Sir, I must give some medicine to your nurse. To me, sir. I am as well as can be. So much the worse, nurse. So much the worse. 
This excess of health is dangerous, and it would not be amiss to bleed you a little gently and to administer some little soothing injection. But, my dear sir, that is a method which I cannot understand. Why bleed folks when they are not ill? It does not matter. The method is salutary, and as we drink for the thirst to come, so must we bleed for the disease to come. Jacqueline going. <laughs> ha! I do not care a fig for all this, and I will not have my body made an apothecary's shop. You object to my remedies, but we shall know how to bring you to reason. Scene 8. Geronte Sganarelle. I wish you good day. Stay a moment, if you please. What are you going to do? Give you your fee, sir. Sganarelle, putting his hands behind him, from under his gown, while Geronte opens his purse. I shall not accept it, sir. Sir? Not at all. One moment. Oh, no consideration. Pray. You are jesting. That is settled. I shall do nothing of the kind. What? I do not practice for money's sake. I am convinced of that. Sganarelle, after having taken the money, are they good weight? Yes, sir. I am not a mercenary physician. I am well aware of it. I am not actuated by interest. I do not for a moment think so. Sganarelle, alone, looking at the money he has received. Upon my word, this does not promise badly, and provided... Scene 9. Leandre Sganarelle I have been waiting some time for you, sir, and I have come to beg your assistance. Sganarelle, feeling his pulse. That is a very bad pulse. I am not ill, sir, and it is not for that I am come to you. If you are not ill, why the devil do you not tell me so? No. To tell you the matter in a few words, my name is Leander. I am in love with Lucinde, to whom you have just paid a visit, and as all access to her is denied to me, through the ill temper of her father, I venture to beseech you to serve me in my love affair, and to assist me in a stratagem that I have invented, so as to say a few words to her, on which my whole life and happiness absolutely depend. Sganarelle in apparent anger. Whom do you take me for? How dare you address yourself to me to assist you in your love affair, and to wish me to lower the dignity of a physician by an affair of that kind? Do not make a noise, sir. Sganarelle, driving him back. I will make a noise. You are an impertinent fellow. Ah, gently, sir. An ill-mannered jackanapes. Pray. I will teach you that I am not the kind of man you take me for, and that it is the greatest insolence. Leandre, taking out a purse. Sir. To wish to employ me. Taking the purse. I am not speaking about you, for you are a gentleman, and I should be delighted to be of any use to you, but there are certain impertinent people in this world who take folks for what they are not, and I tell you candidly that this puts me in a passion. I ask your pardon, sir, for the liberty I have. You are jesting. What is the affair in question? You must know, then, sir, that this disease which you wish to cure is a feigned complaint. The physicians have argued about it as they ought to do, and they have not failed to give it as their opinion. This one, 
that it rose from the brain, that one from the intestines, another from the spleen, another again from the liver. But the fact is that love is its real cause, and that Lucinda has only invented this illness in order to free herself from a marriage with which she has been harassed. But for fear that we may be seen together, let us retire, and I will tell you as we go along what I wish you to do. Come along then, sir. You have inspired me with an inconceivable interest in your love, and if all my medical science does not fail me, the patient shall either die or be yours. End of Act Two